back with another episode of After Hours, and um, we're in season two of the podcast. So yay for season two. <laughs> I'm so excited because there's so much to come for this season, but I want to preface what we're going to be seeing this season with the fact that um, season one was such an amazing experience. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was really, really, really because of you guys why I'm back on the sofa because I'm just like, ah, do I even want to do this? So initially when the podcast came about and we were talking about doing a podcast, um, I said, and I told you this, I said, hey, um, I want to do a podcast, but I don't know if I want to commit to like a weekly thing. And then we agreed that, okay, let's do it in seasons. Let's do it first for a couple of episodes, see what, like, the vibe, the feel, and then we'll come back if we need to. Because, you know, um, it's, it's just so much happening and so much information out there, as you guys know. So when we decided that um, we're going to do the podcast and season one happened and the amount of guests and the people and the feedback, I was like, I enjoy this. This is what I like. This is my livelihood. Um so we decided that, okay, we're coming back for season two. So coming back for season two, well, season one, let me just stick up in. Season one was really about understanding the market, right? Because I'm in marketing and I do market research all the time for anything that I do. And it doesn't make sense. You can't put out a product if the need for that product is not there. So with the podcast, it was the, does people need, do, do people need this information? And number one, the answer was yes. And are they receiving the information? And number two, the answer was yes. So I think it's very important to let you guys know that there was no money spent in advertising the podcast for season one. So all of what you see on social media has been just organic. Um, any stream or any view or anything, it's all been organic. And so that was an indicator for me to say, okay, if it does any numbers at all um, organically, then it's worth a season two. And I think a lot of people go into business not thinking about, they're just thinking, oh, when I start, I just want it to pop. I just want something to make money. I just want it to get 100,000 views and likes. And if you haven't built up your audience, that's going to be so complex. So you have to have a strategy and a plan. And I'm saying all that to say, in building season one, I knew something that was super, super, super important to me because of branding and the background that I come from is the visuals. Um, how it looks when it goes out. Obviously, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to start somewhere. But for a level of what is needed, I preach this to clients, so I myself have to practice this, is what does your visuals look like? So I called some of the best people I know that does visuals and say, hey, what should be happening here? Hey, what should I be doing? How should I go about this? And um, you and I have these conversations all the time about the look, the feel, the tone, um, how the audience receive all that information. So I think what I want to tap into with on your brain is why are visuals so important when it comes to number one, this podcast, um, and then number two, just branding and marketing your business in general, whether it's photography, um, audio, or even, well, audio is not visual, but like good audios. And then um, also videography. Why is any of that super important to business, if at all? I mean, I, I think um, I think it's important to definitely feel out, right? A lot of people go on impulse because we're impulsive people yeah. just in general. Yeah. If I have a random idea, it'll be like 5 o'clock in the morning. You feel like you have a, what do you call it? Um, epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I was meant to do for the rest of my life. And then you try it. You didn't do your homework. 
a lot of times you think that you have an amazing idea that nobody might not like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you in the in a DJ booth and you making a song and you think you're amazing and everybody in the backside is like, <laughs> this is not good. You got you need somebody to tell you that. Mm-mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's consumer. Does the consumer want what you're actually providing? So I think it was an amazing idea to kind of just start off, do a feeler, do it organically, and um, obviously you got good feedback so i think it's um, a great idea to do season two but more importantly i think it's important to see uh what was needed to work on and see if we can work on that Mm -hmm. now in terms of visuals i think that's incredibly important because you can be influenced by visuals yes you can just not want something and it can just you can just see like for example you might not be hungry you're dieting i was going to say my mom is so big on visual like she can't eat something if it doesn't look good it can taste good and you and i can say to her it's good and she's just like but it doesn't look good. Yeah. So that's a good point. Exactly. Like, even if you, like, see a steak, right? It might be good, but if you don't have the brown on there. Seared on the yeah. outside and then. Presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the difference between someone making, like, two identical steaks on one single random plate um, compared to a fancy restaurant that's going to charge five, six times out, like, six times more. It's literally presentation. Yeah. How does it look? Yeah. Even if you're on your website or whatever like that. But you can be influenced. You can mm-hmm. literally be influenced by what you see visually. And then just the medium just right now, I feel like, I feel like everything is visual. Instagram is so popular because I want to see what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily have the time to sit and listen. Or I'll do it, but if it's accompanied with some visuals. Okay. Right? So literally, that's age we're in right now so let me ask you this because a lot of podcasters are transitioning into the visual aspect of yeah. podcasting right so is it um do you think that the standard audio podcast is going to be obsolete in a couple years where there it's not accompanied by visuals because some of the best podcasts or um some of the best podcasts we see are attached with visuals or some kind of vlog or something that comes along mm-hmm. with it um, do you think that that's going to be obsolete in a couple of years where a podcast is going to, it's most certainly going to be attached with some kind of a, a visual show? Because think about something like a Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just him in the studio and he has that on YouTube. Uh, so do you think that, I'll stick to that question. Do you think that it's going to be obsolete for a podcast to just be audio only, even though that's how it was um so initially built i don't know so i think this is something that requires a little research too that'll influence how i think because everybody's not always in the position where they can visually see like a lot of people like to listen while they drive mm-hmm. it's dangerous to look while you drive mm-hmm. um, sometimes you're at work you want some inspirational words while you're just you just have the headphones on i will say this the beauty of visuals is um, expression that's yes. something that you're going to you miss. See the, yeah. yeah. You're passionate about something. You'd be like, oh, that's how he felt. That's exactly. how she felt. Got like, it. Literally, think about it. When you just, I, when I send you the audio file, like if someone's listening to it and they hear you laughing, it's different from you looking at you and you're actually happy. Geeking. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. You're how many right. times right. have you texted somebody and just put LOL, but as you type LOL, you are not really laughing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So visually seeing that LOL is completely different. So um, expression is incredibly important but because of um the need for information in crazy locations or in, in diverse locations i don't know if it'll outrun it i think it's getting bigger yeah to some degree it'll kind of uh, overtake it but um i think the audio 
it's here for it's here to stay for a little while, I believe. Okay. And so the thing is, while you were saying that, I also thought of it. So the visuals is not just because um, it's all of the things that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But the visuals is also because it's another platform to place your product on, right? Exactly. Which is YouTube, and people are able to monetize off YouTube and get um, viewership and get paid. And there's a lot of countries who don't have access to the Apple Music or the Apple Podcast mm -hmm. or the Spotify. So they'll view the product on YouTube, and that's their platform that they receive it. So if you think about some third world countries that like a lot of the celebrities now that have podcasts, they don't have any other way than to go on YouTube. And even right. though it's visuals, that's their audio also because they can't see it other places. So, um, which is why, again, for content creators, I think why we're seeing it so much more today than before, it's, yes, the monetary um, measure behind YouTube, but also you have, you're able to reach a broader audience. And mm -hmm. if you're doing anything as a content creator that doesn't have visuals, it kind of hinders you in my perspective. I agree. I agree. And if you honestly think about it, visual allows a lot more streams or different ways to brand as well. For mm -hmm. example, if I see you visually, I'm literally looking at my, looking at your fashion, right? If you look at Instagram, it's very, um, you want to be that person. Like mm -hmm, when you mm -hmm. follow somebody, you, admi you admire that person, that influencer, they influence you by, by, in many cases, what they see, whether it be your fashion, your style, you can or your personality, but exactly. I think a lot of Instagram is that like you follow the people that either inspire you mm -hmm. or as you aspire to, or there's something about that person that you follow them for. So that's a good point. Exactly. But it's usually visually, and even if you're talking about like if you're talking about uh, companies that reach out to you to sponsor them, mm -hmm. it's different from just talking about it and actually being able to show it as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's a medium that just provides so many, so much more than just audio, just hearing it. I yeah. can actually show you. And if I look at you on screen and it matches what I hear, a lot of times it influences me a little bit more. So it's, I'm trying to, you, know, <laughs> you <visual>. hear that? <laughs> it's, I promise it's visual because like if I was just listening to, cause I've listened to podcasts and like, for example, there's a podcast I love called I am athlete. Yeah. Um, Brandon Marshall, um, Fred Taylor, got a lot of those guys and he mm -hmm. Chad Ocho Cinco's on there. Mm -hmm. And I used to listen to a lot of sports stuff in the past. And usually on the radio, it's just a bunch of voices. But when you watch the podcast and you see them uh, talking, laughing, joking, laughing, yeah, you feel like you're in the, I feel like I'm in the barbershop. Yeah. I'm with my boy. Okay. I got you. Okay. You know so I, mean? I watch, I watch I'm Athlete too, but I've never listened to it on like Apple, um, Apple podcast. Mm -hmm. I've only always watched the visuals mm -hmm. and the visuals are, again, it's so intoxicating and they're laughing you're on the floor too i remember one episode where you know um where, where fred was talking about 55 what was that 55 50 and the entire room just like outbursted and like chad was on the floor <laughs> yeah. i'm dying watching this because like you said it's the barbershop moment where you're able mm -hmm. to feel it you're able to see it and you can see everybody's reaction going right. off so to your point, the visuals really speak um, speaks volume to how people receive that information. Literally, like when they're cracking on the floor, you you visualize yourself doing the same thing. When I'm with my girls, yeah, with my boys, I do exact same thing. And then even if the joke didn't hit you the way it was supposed to, exactly, then that makes you like, oh snap, it is funny, or you're just Literally. laughing at how they're laughing at the situation. I so, promise you, sometimes someone laughing, like for example, it could be something not funny at all. I have a friend. 
not the most funniest person, but the way he says it, the way he looks when he's making when he's saying it, which is, his expression just makes me laugh. In itself. So you see, <laughs> just seeing how, how he just reacts is just ridiculous. And if you and like I was saying before, multiple streams of ways to kind of um, market. They have the chef on the show as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just showing the food or like that. She's branding her entire business on a small segment instead of just showing you and telling you I have food. Come to the whole, come to my restaurant or whatever like that. Or, or these are my services. I'm actually able to see the food and mm-hmm. they're eating and indulging. And you see can, how they're actually enjoying it. That's a good point. I never, um, so I thought about it like that because um, that, you know, it's it's all in branding, but to the visual of it is seeing other people consume that and like, oh, okay, they actually like this and all the guests that come on, they actually enjoy like, oh, mm-hmm. snap, we're waiting for the food. Like, where's the food? Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a really great point. Think, I'm sorry. Think about, it, think about it even as a comparison. So everybody's going to indulge that and digest that very differently. So they see the food, they might say, oh, well, they're, they're comparison. It's like comparison now. I can make it better yeah. or or I like the way that looked. That's a good idea. Let me try that. Mm-hmm. So literally seeing it is a lot different than just hearing it. You yeah, know I mean? absolutely. Um, another thing that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on is when it comes to visual, what are the like to-dos or not-to-dos when it comes to um, visuals, particularly for content creators? Let's start there because then I also wanted to go to into photography and branding right? Where static images, not necessarily just audio. I mean, not necessarily just um, videography. But before I get to the static, in as far as videography or content that is placed online, what are some of the do's and don'ts for um, visual content? So in terms of visuals, I'm, I'm seeing in this, this day and age. So as a filmmaker, I'm going to always want quality, right? I think that... Um, the don't in this age is to to avoid creating more content because you don't have the best thing to put it on, right? Meaning that, okay, some people will say, oh, I only have an iPhone, or I'll have so many excuses as to not create that visual content because you don't have a pro-consumer camera mm. or this or that. And you tell yourself that, okay, well, Ray's putting this out, I shouldn't put it out. No, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I've seen some of the best, or, or the people with the... Have you seen, I don't know this guy on TikTok. He just does the hand thing. Yeah, the, the yeah. Very basic. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, and like- I, very simple, very <laughs> simple. You can, and, and it's not a, it's, it's literally someone on their phone and just, just recording it. Yeah. So, uh, or even you have a stand that the phone is exactly. placed on and you kind of record from there. You yeah. Do it on, you don't, so the, so the don't is to limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Um, the do's and visuals for me is going to be to, uh, to make sure that you, um, I forgot his name. We had a guest here who said he steals a bunch of ideas. The do's, Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. So Marvin Abbey in season is one. To make sure you look at what the trend is and don't just create what you want to. You know what I mean? Because again, it's like the, the, the studio, you over here busting the rhyme and you think you got it and then. In the background, we're saying no, it's not. <laughs> it's not hitting. So the do's is to definitely look at look at people's pages, like people's content, and just use it as motivation and inspiration to create better content. I think that's good. Um, I'm gonna piggyback on what you just said in regards to. <laughs> Um, don't limit yourself because mm-hmm. I hear that so much, and I think for years I was in my head about that. Like I don't want to do this if I don't want to do this because 
oh, I don't want to put in. I, I battled with that a couple of weeks ago where I'm just like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to record because da, 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 da. Oh, I want to record, but da, 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the thing is in our phones are so powerful. We can shoot in 4K on our phone. Mm-hmm. Like you can shoot anything on your phone. Um, so it's, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I need to get a camera or, oh, I don't have a proper setup or they see other people. They'll see the other podcasts. Like some of the ones that we just spoke about have a full production and they're like, well, I need a production. And it's not necessarily a production that you need. It's the, it's the idea and conceptualizing what the end goal of what you want to get to. And Mm -hmm. how can I achieve that? Because ideally if I had three iPhones, I can put a whole setup right here and I'll be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need a Canon or whatever. It just um, again, because I know people in the space is that's easier for me than to be like, all right, let me set up all the iPhones and go. So I will say and that's very important. I think I will say that there are levels. So if you're in a space where you can do some professional grade stuff, um, most definitely do it. I, uh, just don't let it stop you from starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in terms of camera right so a lot of people reach out to me and they'll, they'll see my content and they'll say what did you shoot that with what what, what did you shoot that with and at my i've been doing this for a while at this point i can i, I have a r5 is a is a high grade camera or whatever like that but i'm at this point right girl, now he's stunting girl it's a little stunt i ain't gonna lie but i mean i've invested for 10 plus years yeah you know what i mean so i'm at that point now i can do that and it helps my content our content isn't the same, yeah. whatever. But you don't have to make that big leap on the first one. You can use what you have, which is like a, a, a it's like a entry level camera or yeah. whatever like that. So you can use what you have. Obviously, there are levels. There's levels to it, and if you want um, professional grade, people will respect your content a lot more. Mm-hmm. But don't let that. There's that. Enjoy the evolution and the growth. Don't Ooh, just. I like that. Yes. Yeah, you, yes. You're not going to just pop out and just be balling yeah 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 full studio with five cameras it's lit you know what um one of my favorite vlogs on youtube is mtm family they're such a sweet family Mm -hmm. but everything is literally shot on their iphone everything is literally shot on their iphone so you too if you are thinking about being in a con in the content space or you are in the content space and you're saying oh i don't want to or i should just take a leap of faith. Like you don't know, but always, and I'll always go back to this, always do the research. Like I said, season one for us was about research. It was about, um, seeing if it's, there's the market for it. And yes, you can see, and this is, this is one thing you can see others doing it and you're thinking, Oh, he's doing it or she's doing it. I can do it and I can do it better. Never, never be too big in your bridges where you think that you can fail because you can. And I, Going into season one, I I went in with zero expectations and whatever happened, happened. If no one watched or viewed or liked or shared, I was just like, okay, that's fine. Because again, it's a new space. I'm doing R&D, which is research and development. If people do like it, then it's a, okay, how can we change? It was episodes after episodes where we came and we said, well, maybe you should do this next time. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Don't do it this way. Say it this way. So there is a lot of tweaks and a lot of turns and so many other things. My friends are calling me like, Mo, you shouldn't do this. Da, 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 da. Or Mo, you did this well, but do it like that. And I'm just like, okay, thank you. It's feedback. It's because I have never done something to that caliber or this caliber before. So for me, it was a completely new space. But like I said, um, the visuals, we knew that it had to be... Um, Number one, it had to just be 
at a certain level. Let, mm. let me just be honest. It had to be at a certain level because I preached this to brands. Like, your visuals cannot match what you're putting out. Um, so that was one of the things. And there were certain, some people that were so shocked at the idea that the visuals look so good because i don't know what people thought like when the podcast i don't i and again i wasn't in that space to see what they were going to think i was just like let me put it out if it works it works but i've gotten several calls of like oh damn xyz is saying damn your, your visuals look good or oh they oh they didn't even realize that you was doing it like that and i was just like I'm a branding person. <laughs> like yeah. if the branding sucked, I would have been like, let's go back to square one. And again, this doesn't have to be for you because if you're trying to do um, anything that you're doing, if you're just doing content or whatever, um, just think about what, who your audience is, what you're trying to show them and just have something to put out like in, and do it to it as authentic as possible. And I think that's where I'm trying to go. I think that's the biggest part. So for example, you, you was using the example of how they, those, uh, they, they were using they were shooting everything on the iPhones mm -hmm. or whatever like that. There's ways to do the things on a lower budget, but with creativity. Yes. The perfect example for me is um, so we go to the the cinemas, we go to the theaters, and we watch these movies that they have a let's say a hundred plus million dollar budget mm -hmm. to shoot, and then you come out with something with like the Blair Witch Project that was shot on a basic camera, and it was like. A camera just in their face and they're just scared mm. the concept and the idea was so creative that they probably just brought had a camera and it was just the concept was so different and the budget was probably under 10 grand to shoot it yeah you know what i mean and and so you can be you, you can do you, you when you have less that just simply means you have to work more and be more creative literally same thing with my camera my camera my camera literally means that I can shoot with the same, the smaller camera, and I can probably shoot something amazing, but I'll have to move around a little mm. bit more. It's not as good in low light. I have to make sure I shoot in the daytime. Mm. My better camera just means that I can shoot whenever I want to yeah. because it's just better. It has more capabilities. Better capabilities. So just think outside of the box. Be creative if you have less. You have the best quality video. Um, and that's just, honestly, that's just should influence you and, and inspire you to just create better content at the end of the day. So, so let me ask you this. So we're talking about content creators. We're talking about like YouTube and all that stuff for a business, right? Like say someone owns a coffee shop okay, and they, you do the advertising on all the social media platforms. You do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Is visual is, um, because branding is super important and we'll get into a branding conversation some other time with some branding experts. But as far as um, a visual, should like a coffee shop be um, keen to doing some kind of a uh, like videography to push their shop or um, what is your strategy, if any at all, what is a strategy behind knowing when to do video for your business? Video. So my question is, are, are you talking about because I'm going to typically, most clients usually come to me with their needs. So they're tell, they typically tell me exactly what they're, they're, they're wanting. Is the question more so, are you asking when to do more static as opposed to visuals? Or um, I, When to dive into, when to make the investment into doing visual, um, visual brand, um, videography as part of your 
brandscape, right? Because we know that the number one thing for brands, and we'll get into this because conceptualizing businesses, which is what I was saying to you mm-hmm. earlier, um, we'll get into that in a second. But when you're thinking about, I have a brand, I'm pushing the brand, and I'm trying to reach a broader audience, you know, you already have your logo, you already have um, your fonts, you already have your color scheme, which is part of the branding. You probably have a couple of um, visuals like static images and um, photography. What and what pillar or at what point do you say, okay, it's time for me to add videography to this? Let me ask you this. Um, Because that's a that's a that's a. It's one of those it's one of those uh, questions where people hate this kind of response is it kind of depends mm-hmm. right it really kind of depends on one for me what are we selling you know what I mean because what we're selling is going to make a big difference um <laughs> I mean, obviously identity I have to identify what I'm what I'm yes. what I'm dealing with and then more importantly um some other demographics um who I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you create the character or the customer avatars, mm-hmm. who's my ideal customer mm-hmm. and what they would want. Um, depending on my customer, uh, if they're, let's say, our age, what's the range, 30 to 40 or something like that? Yeah. All right. They're probably going to be more visual. Depending on if they're younger, they're going to be more visual. If they're 30 older, to 38, yeah. yeah. So, so it's creating content for the platform that you're going to be on. And I think that's important. So let me just like stick a pin here. Mm-hmm. What's really important, and I say this, and I think I've rinsed this several times, um, and we've said this even on season one, was knowing what platform you're going to be on exactly. so you can create the content for that platform. That's literally it. Because TikTok is completely different. Yes, you can multitask with the videos that you create on TikTok to put on Instagram, but the way where you're shooting for YouTube is completely different than where you shoot for Instagram mm-hmm. versus TikTok. Um, some of the platforms you have to shoot with audio on um, and others, if you're putting anything on Facebook, always think audio off first because when people are scrolling on your timelines, at the time they're not trying to turn the audio on if they need to, which is why you saw um, uh, ca- whole, um, captions became such a big thing on Facebook because mm-hmm. they realized that a lot of people were doing audio off for mm-hmm. visuals. So I think that's super important. I do want to switch gears and pick your brain a little bit. Um, and I'm doing this for my own as well as maybe for somebody else. <laughs> but as far as photography, um, how important is photography in uh, in selling a product, right? Because I saw something this week and this is, I'm not going to say too much. Uh-oh. A client has on their website... Um, the product images were just not good. It was like a box. It, um, the product comes in a box, but that was the product image. I did not know what it was. Um, consumers are not going to know what it is. So I know the importance of um, product images, but mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit because maybe there's somebody out there that has an online store or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, you probably can dress up a model or, but what if your product isn't suited for a model? What if you're selling like, I don't know, a candle or you're selling something that's just super tangible that can't be modeled on a human being. Mm-hmm. How important is, um, product photography? I think it's incredibly important. <clears throat> so when you're talking about when we did the, the, the way that photography and video really differs, like they're very different in, in the most dramatic way, mm-hmm. is more so that video can tell more of a story. If I don't have, okay. if I have a lesser camera, I don't have as much, I can, I can kind of rig it in a way where I can still be creative. Yeah. Now, that static image, like that, that picture, that's all I have. 
I literally have that. And that one, I wouldn't recommend um, trying to finesse that one, mm. right? You want a quality image that, that represents and show. Because all I have is that one instant. Because when you think about film, film, if you're looking at, looking at the, like the definition of video, it's a combination, it's a series of photos mm-hmm. that makes that, that basically allows something to move. Mm-hmm. So literally it's a bunch of stills moving at 24 frames per second or uh, uh, it's just a rolling shutter of photos that just makes this, makes something move on on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that. You literally have one single frame to tell you everything. So everything from lighting, everything from composition. Composition is incredibly important. The way it feels. I have that one texture. Oh, okay. <laughs> you about? Like... You're saying all of this. I don't mean to cut you. You're (laughs) saying all this. And the only company that comes to mind is Pixar Mm -hmm. because Pixar does these little short films Mm -hmm. um, where exactly what you're saying, how all those images just come together on screen and Mm -hmm. you can literally see it there. There's two that won an Academy Award in the last three years that you guys can probably go look up. I think one is called Dumplin'. Um, It was like it was a short film in the beginning of um, Finding Nemo, the second Finding Nemo. And there Mm -hmm. was another one. But it literally does what you say. It literally shows you how like frame by frame by frame by and it just kind of comes and tells a nice little story so a series of photos so yeah imagine i don't have ha- out of all these frames i could take one single frame mm-hmm. and this represents my company mm. that's mm. that that's why you want to make sure that one single photo you compose it the best meaning that i'm staging it in the right places it's not too dark here um or I get some sort of expression from it. Yes, right? yes, so yes, 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 yes. What does it make me feel when I look at this? Is it, if I'm selling food, is it gonna make me hungry? If your thing that is a if good. Literally, if there's no color to your food, I'm be like, this big gonna make me cough. I'm gonna be dry. <laughs> I've seen DoorDash photos of businesses Bro. that the the photo makes me not want to order the food, and it might be busting. It might be great. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because <laughs> the image literally, like I said before, my mom is a visual person. Mm-hmm. But when you go to DoorDash or um, Uber Eats and the food, the picture that represents your business doesn't align with the idea that this is going to be amazing, then you mm-hmm. lost a customer there. You lost yeah, a customer. Absolutely. And it's funny when you talk about, I'm going to not even to swerve. It's funny how uh, websites use photo and video to kind of show what it will actually look at because the hardest thing to show is how things will really look in real space because mm-hmm. half the things you buy come from China somewhere and then it might look amazing on this model, but then it's going to be, uh, when you actually It'd be the wigs it for me. <laughs> oh, there's like a TikTok trend Bro. of what I ordered versus what, what I get. I and some of the wigs are like... Ridiculous. This can't be the same thing that they were promoting. It and the can. photos look amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's the power of light. And I don't want to use, and it sucks because a lot of people do that to kind of finesse people. But literally, you can, you're, when they're there, you can use them composition-wise. For example, if it's too big, mm-hmm. they'll probably use a scrunchie them tw- tighten it around mm-hmm. their body. Mm-hmm. The importance of the things you can do in that photo will literally be... Transformative. It is. And yeah. then, but the example I was using is for Nike. Nike has on their site different ways that it fits, and they actually they actually have video also. Mm. So it helps you get a better feel of how it's going to look. They put it on the models and stuff like that. So that's an example of how it works hand-in-hand hand to give you a better representation of how something is going to actually be. Yeah. That's really dope. Yeah, no, that's a really, really great point. That's a mm-hmm. really solid point. You know what? 
I think <laughs> we're talking about how people like try to finesse people. It's it's so sad. It's very sad. But um, commercials in and you see commercials all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff because McDonald's, for example, and this is you can Google this or YouTube this. Um, McDonald's does a really great job of um, showing you how amazing that burger looks. Half the time, none of what is on screen is actual food, mm-hmm. but they have to manipulate the visuals. And when I say manipulate, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean to get the point across to you that once you go to the drive through, mm-hmm. this is the product that you're going to get. It's going to be juicy. It's going to be succulent. It's going to be all these great things, but <laughs> they can't or Kellogg's can't show milk on screen because milk on screen doesn't translate as milk. It doesn't. It translates to something else. So they have to do, like, they have to manipulate the products to make it look a certain type of way. So Mm -hmm. product photography is super, super important. Mm -hmm.